and welcome back to The Catch. I am your host, Michael Adams, and today I'm joined by a very special guest, the CEO of Bishop Sheen Rosaries, and also a very dear friend of mine, Adam Camp. Welcome to The Catch. Welcome to the podcast. How are you doing, buddy? Hey, hi, Michael. I'm so excited to be here. Um, yeah, long, long-time friend of Michael's, um, and just really, really happy to see what he's been doing with The Catch, and I'm just uh, really excited to be talking to you all tonight. Yeah, this is a kind of a full circle moment for me. Uh, I met Adam my freshman year of college, uh, and he quickly became one of those pillars of faith for me. And one of those kind of older guys that I look up to uh, in my life was I was kind of developing as a Catholic and kind of reverting back to my faith. Um, so it, it's, it's honestly an honor to have him on here with me. Uh, and now he's working with Bishop Sheen Rosaries, a organization that I am relatively familiar with because its origin stories is out of the University of Illinois, uh, which is, of course, my alma mater. So really just pumped up to talk about this. We're going to be going into a little bit about the rosary, these kinds of things. (laughs) Also, Adam, if you couldn't tell by us saying that we met in college. Uh, (laughs) um, But yeah, we're going to be talking about the rosary today, which is exciting. And it's funny we're talking about the rosary, Adam. I know I was telling you I had some funny stories about you going into this, and you probably don't remember... You, you definitely remember one of them, but you won't remember the other one. And I'll start with the one you don't remember. Uh, probably not, at least. If you don't remember this, it's okay. But we were on our way to Peru, and we were all in our awkward hotel arrangements with guys we never met, if you remember that. I think mm-hmm. I was with a cu- couple of Nebraska guys. You might have been with the Kansas guys. I can't really remember exactly right. But I remember one thing specifically, and it was you and, you and Mick Best going door to door and asking the guys to do a rosary with you in the hallway. Do you remember I, this? I do. Now it's coming back slightly. G- generally, yeah. Yeah. And I remember, I think it might have just been the three of us. There might have been a couple other guys there. But I remember you and Mick were leading the rosary. And at the time, you know, I, I had done the rosary growing up, but I honestly didn't have any true devotion to it. And I probably hadn't done it and hadn't done it consistently for probably upwards of eight years. Mm-hmm. And I remember you guys were saying, and you were so confident, I just remember, there's a couple times you guys like, do you want to lead a rosary? And I was so nervous. I would mess it up. I was like, no, it's okay, guys. Like, you guys got it. I just remember I'd like mumble the words under my breath. Like all the, our father, Hail Mary, I could do that. But I remember like the Hail Holy Queen and like the ending prayer, all those things. I'd be like, I'm just going to sit here with my head down and try and act like I know what I'm doing. Um, so out of the embarrassment, it was also motivation to kind of learn more about the rosary. I didn't know if you remember that story. It's no. like, I'll always remember like sitting across the wall and sitting next to you and Mick. Uh, it's just like, it's a very vivid, like burnt in memory in my mind for some reason. That's, that's really incredible. Uh, yeah, Mick and I, we were uh, very, very um, involved with our Newman Center's nightly rosary group um, almost every night we would meet at 10 o'clock on the, on the steps of our Newman center. And I feel like it was just a night in Peru that was just like, Oh, it's 10 o'clock. This is what we do now. Um, so I do slightly remember walking and knocking on the doors and that's, I mean, knowing Mick too, like we, we both just love the rosary. We both love praying with people. And it's one of those prayers that you don't, you don't have to be on the same level spiritually. You don't have to be in the same point in your, in your journey. Anybody can just grab their rosary and, uh, and just start, start reciting the prayers. Um, there's tons of different ways to pray it. There's tons of things you could think about and reflect on. And, and uh, I think that's why our rosary group and our 10 o'clock rosary was so successful. Even 
on multiple continents. Look at that. Yeah, I know. You you guys really went worldwide. It's, it's impressive your guys' reach. I, I have to admit yeah. it. <laughs> the second story I have, and this one I know you remember, is because it has to do with your wife, Bethany. Um, mm. Bethany Camp, I remember now. I, I won't call her Bucci anymore. But um, I remember when you guys were kind of first starting your relationship your senior year, I, I had a kind of a routine of going to the chapel at like 10 30, 11 PM at night. And this is kind of my thing. I'd go late when no one is in there, but I remember I went in one time and I sat in the back and I think it might've been you and Bethany's first date. And you guys were kneeling down saying the rosary together. And I remember I had this huge smile on my face because you were kind of keeping it hush hush at the moment. And I was like, Oh, I'm seeing something right now. There are some major <laughs> sparks fly in here. And then she became your wife and it's, it only seemed fitting. But it's one of my favorite memories of you two as a couple. Um, I, I, again, I'm sure you remember that one. That's probably a little bit more meaningful than a random rosary in Peru. <laughs> hey, uh, it depends. Was it my first first date with her or my second first date with her? I, you know what? That's a really good question. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, that that is... Uh... Yeah, we. I mean, the rosary has a plays a huge role in our story, and uh, there was there was always a bit of a a connotation of like praying together, um, and making it official that way. I never really liked that idea. I mean, praying together, especially praying the rosary, something you could do with any friend. Um, and Bethany and I, yeah, like like I said, it's got a huge part in our story, and like we have we have everything to. Um, to thank our our blessed mother for um in our vocation story really yeah your guys' vocation story is of course inspiring and you know I, I was thankful to be close enough to you and be able to witness that from the origin of it all the way to the fruition of it through your guys's marriage last december uh and of course i was i was honored to be a part of that and it was beautiful to watch and witness um and it's, it's really amazing to me because, you know, I knew that you had a devotion to the rosary. I had no idea how big of a, of a role it's really played, not only just in your general life, but in your vocation as well. And so it really only makes sense that you have found a home within Bishop Sheen Rosaries. Um, and, you know, for those that aren't really as familiar with the organization, could you maybe go into a little bit of a high level? You know, what is the history of it? How did it come about? And, you know, what is, what is the mission? What are you guys providing? Yeah, well, Brian got started with Bishop Sheen Rosaries actually back in 2014, um, and he decided that um, in order to go to college, he was gonna have to he was gonna have to raise some of the funds himself. He comes from a huge Catholic family. He's the last kid of of like seven or eight. Forgive me, Brian, that I don't know how many <laughs> siblings you have because they're all over the world, and I haven't even met all of Brian's siblings. Um, I've been friends with him, like best friends. We were both groomsmen in each other's weddings and, and I haven't even met all the siblings, but um, he, he started this rosary business essentially to, yeah, to not only help pay his way through college, um, but also because the rosary has had a huge uh, role in his life. And uh, some of the, some of the things that he's struggled with and, and some of the losses that he's uh, actually experienced, he attributes um, Mary in the rosary to a lot of what kept him going um, in some of the toughest times of his life. Some of the, some of the darkest moments, um, Mary and the rosary was like the brightest light for him. So he wants to get um, the rosary in the hands of everyone. Like we have a goal of 
of a million rosaries. And I, I, I really think that that's a very possible thing. We want to get a million rosaries out into the world. Uh, and then um, really, uh, what better way what better way than doing it with a bunch of guys who really found their, their, their calling in life uh, through praying the rosary. Um, and just recently this past year, Brian um, got, got laid off from one of the first jobs he had, he got after getting married to his wife, Francesca. And he decided that the best thing that he could do um, during that time um, especially during the beginning of the, the sh- shutdowns and the coronavirus pandemic, he decided um, he was really going to try to move Bishop Sheen into a new phase of life, you could say. Um, and that was kind of the, the new age media phase, trying to connect with people via social media more, via blog posts, via podcasting. And um, yeah, just during, do doing all of the, the outlets that we have uh, available to us now through these amazing channels that we have with the internet. And um, it's, been, it's been a blessing to, that he chose me to help him uh, run some of the, uh, the day-to-day operations. He's very much um, a big picture guy, uh, very much the entrepreneur, the guy with the thoughts in his head. And I'm very much a details guy. We complement each other well in that way. Um, and he actually texted me the other day. He's like, isn't it kind of funny that like Adams runs this company and he has to communicate with me and Mick. And if he actually invited Mick to join us, um, our friend who's discerning the, uh, the religious communities uh, of the world. And he really wants to, he, he's that he's that guy that that Michael was talking about from uh, our trip to Peru who was knocking on doors with us and we just um, it's funny we all uh, we all have very different personalities and Brian was just like poking fun like Adam's like the only one here that does any details and everybody else is just uh, kind of off in the clouds sometimes and uh, so yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm very much uh, excited to be on the team. I'm very much excited to be working with Brian and uh, and alongside with Mick, as uh, we have that goal of just getting a million rosaries out into the world. And uh, I know that was kind of a long, long answer to the Bishop Sheen rosaries story, um, but that's that's how at least I got on board mm-hmm. and where we are right now. I think long, but necessary. Uh, I don't think that was anything short of inspiring. And it's funny for me, it's actually really cool for me to see, you know, being close to you and having also a very close relationship with Mick um, and knowing Brian more from the peripheral. But now that you say that about Brian, his big picture mindset, and every time I hang out with Brian, it's always one of those things like, you know, we know we're not close by any means, but we also know that we're so like-minded at times that we just click very easily. If it's like, Hey, everyone's going to go grab a drink this weekend. Like, Oh, that's more than okay. Like I know I'm gonna have plenty to talk about with Brian. Um, but it's really cool for me to kind of witness how that's how, how the fruit of your friendship has kind of grown this business and how now Brian's leaning on that friendship even more and leaning on his brothers to actually help promote and help lead and lead that surge within Bishop Sheen Rosaries. Hey, we, I've both been leaning on each other more, um, this year, just in general. Um, Mm -hmm. I think this year 
has done really good things for friendships um, in spite of all of the negativity you hear. Um, it's really brought me close to a lot of guys that I'm miles, hour drives away, two hour drives sometimes, like even more. Um, but just being in touch with him, uh, he, he's in his first year of, he just, he just actually had his one year anniversary um, in the end of September. I'm not quite into one year of marriage and, and I'll be honest, uh, we have talked quite a bit about being newly married men. Um, it's definitely a thing that you don't want to do alone. You want to, uh, you want to have good examples of other Christian Catholic couples around, um, iron sharpens iron, you know, and, and Brian's always been a mentor for me. They got, they got engaged and three months before us, they got married three months before us. We know that when Brian and Francesca get pregnant three months later, (laughs) no, I'm, I I kid about that, but, um, there's definitely, uh, he's a great, great mentor to me. And, and it's great to have another married guy, um, so close to you in your life and that can, you can look up to in that way. Yeah, no, it's so important, but oftentimes goes unsaid. Um, you know, it's kind of one of those type of things you, you want to be independent, you want to be self-sufficient, but being able to say, no, I, I need this person in my life and it's okay to rely on them. Uh, that's just, it shows a lot of maturity, both spiritually and just emotionally, but going into, you know, I know about Brian and I know probably not the reasons why he named it after Bishop Fulton Sheen, but I do know that they share the same hometown. Am I correct? Yeah. El Paso, Illinois, not Texas. It's very close to me, actually. It's actually only about a 30 or 45 minute drive from my hometown. So I I always pass by the sign that says turn right for El Paso. I always turn left, though. Sorry. Sorry, Brian. Uh, I I, I know El Paso is a good time. I just don't have a reason to go there. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) No offense. Hey, it's it's a very, very small town. Um, I I want to say it's a couple couple miles across uh, a couple hundred people. it's probably gotten a little bigger. I, I think last time I checked, it was like 900, maybe a couple, maybe a little over a thousand, somewhere around there. Very small town, but um, yeah, it's right in this, right in the heart of uh, central Illinois. Um, cornfields, soybean fields, as far as the eye can see in every direction. Sounds like heaven on earth to me. Sounds like my, <laughs> sounds like my backyard. Um but kind of going into more about Fulton Sheen, because it is your guys' name, right? Um, I knew there is like a personal connection there for Brian as well. Yeah. But but more so, what was Fulton Sheen's relationship with the rosary? And what was his relationship like with Mary? Because I know those are something that, those are two things that were very important to him. And I've just from the reading I've done and the, just the peripheral stuff, research that I've done, I know that those were key components within his spiritual life. So I was wondering if you could maybe shed some light into that relationship. Right. Uh, he, he loved our blessed mother. Um, if, if you don't know, um, about Fulton Sheen, uh, I highly recommend reading up on him. He is, he is venerable right now. Um, there's definitely been a lot of cases open for his beatification, um, and canonization. Uh, but, uh, so Fulton Sheen, he had a program that he went once he was, uh, a big name in the Catholic church. He, he really spoke to the entire nation on his, uh, on his broadcast. He, he had a radio show. 
um, and a, a t television show eventually. Uh, and it was a broadcast coast to coast. And, and he always uh, preached on, on the rosary as it was the, the book of the blind. Um, he, he would, he would say that the power of the rosary is beyond comprehension. Um, it's really, uh, something that he held very closely to him. There's a lot of great pictures of him praying the rosary. And, uh, we definitely, uh, wanted to channel this, this 20th century. Um, I want to say saint, but he's not quite a saint. Um, so close. not, he, he might be a little less saint. He might, uh, he might be in heaven. He's just not, um, mm -hmm. confirmed by our church, not a big S saint yet. But, uh, that being said, um, he is a, he is a huge, uh, reason that Brian started the, uh, the, the business he is a, I believe, a distant relative. Again, being from a very small town, it's probably not that hard. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the, the there's there's numerous numerous quotes that you can pull out of uh, Bishop Sheen and uh, his love of the Rosary and the Blessed Mother. Uh, but one uh, one book. I would recommend that stands out far above any other. Um, he's written a, a few beautiful books. Uh, his most popular probably being the life of Christ. Um, but he has a book uh, about our, our blessed mother called the world's first love. Um, and this is a book all about how, yeah, how Mary is, is the world's first love, uh, how she, the role that she plays is so pivotal to um, our own, our own salvation and our own um, prayer lives, but specifically how she intercedes for us, how she prays for us uh, to be connected to her son Jesus, in order for us to um, to really grow in that relationship with Him and to find our salvation. So she is the um, she is a great inspiration to. Bishop Sheen, uh, in this book, The World's First Love, I would highly recommend if you are looking for a, um, a great uh, explanation of a lot of the Marian theology that's written in a pretty, pretty digestible manner. He was a, a 20th century um, bishop. So like he, he lived not even, not even, uh, I believe he died in the late 60s. Mm -hmm. um, so this is, this is a great book. Uh, he is a lover of our Blessed Mother and a excellent, excellent role model if you're trying to uh, work on your Marian devotion and trying to grow in a relationship with the Rosary and with Mary. And that's something that I've been slowly taking on more and more over the past, I'd say, year and a half of kind of entering more and more into that relationship. And, and it's funny you say, how much he talks about this connection between Mary and Jesus. And, you know, that's always been how Catholics have preached about Mary, you know, to Jesus through Mary. Uh, but it did remind me of a quote of his, um, and it was about the rosary. And he talks about how the rosary ties in the physical, the vocal, and the spiritual. And, and it's all three. And that's something I've never really thought about until then. I was like, okay, well, you get the physical of moving your hand on the beads, mm -hmm. you get the vocal of saying it out loud, and you have the spiritual of just, the meditation and the actual prayers in it. I was just curious what your experience of like the power of connecting all three of those things together and what that has done for you or what you've seen that do for others. 
Oh yeah. Um, a hundred percent. It is a, it is a prayer that involves, um, your body, mind, and soul, um, all at, all at once. Um, so I would say that, yeah, the, if you, if you've ever prayed the rosary and tried, tried to pray it when, without having a physical rosary in your hand, it's very easy to, um, lose focus. I find it's very easy to trail off, to forget where you are. Um, you definitely need, um, the, the physical, uh, but that's really for me more of just a grounding than anything else, because the rosary to me is a very meditative prayer. Um, the, the words themselves are beautiful and each word has an excellent, um, like significance behind it. And I, our catechism actually has, um, beautiful explanations for, uh, every word of the Hail Mary in the pr- section on prayer and Marian prayer and every word of, uh, the, our father, actually the last like whole huge section of uh the catechism i believe the last fourth um forgive me if that's uh inaccurate on uh, the catches podcast they are not responsible i am uh but i believe the last fourth of the catechism is uses the our father as um uh headings uh and really breaks down the words of that prayer as well so the prayers themselves are important they're very important. I'm not saying they are not, but for me, they lead to a very meditative place um, that involves the the spirit, the soul, um, and can really move uh, your your heart into uh, an an image of scripture, a part of the life of Jesus and Mary. A uh, it can it can lead you to uh, reflect on the virtues uh, that Mary is trying to. Uh, instill in us through the words of um, of her her rosary, she actually gave us these um, these these mysteries that we reflect on. She she gave this to us as a as a way to pray, as a way to consecrate ourselves and to grow um, closer to her son. Um, and I think that there's a lot of times just this idea that, and, and I definitely had this too. I, I can't say I've always been super jazzed about praying the rosary, um, but this idea that it's just so repetitive and it doesn't do anything for me. It's, it's um, I know all those prayers already, you know, like I, I don't know why I have to say the same prayer 50 times. It's, it's because, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's to get your mind in a state um, in which you can receive and place yourself into into a story, and um, yeah, like I totally was at a place that I feel like you have been too, Michael. Where you were back when we were in Peru, and I was knocking on doors with Mick, and it's like I don't even think that like I know all the words. Mm-hmm. I feel like people are just going to kind of think, oh, I'm a bad Catholic for not really praying it every day. I don't know. Maybe I'll just sit this one out, you know, but, but no, it's, it's, it's definitely a very accessible prayer and a prayer that's so deep and it grows every time you pray it. Um, It's, it's a prayer that I will be honest with you. I've had a 
a strained relationship at times with, um, and that's okay. It's it's definitely not the the easiest um, prayer, but that's because it's so it's it's so. I feel like there's so many layers. It's so deep, um, but it, it really is as as deep as you want it to be, and as meditative as you want it to be, and it always brings glory to God. Um, that's the bottom line. Is even if you are just getting started and you haven't experienced the beautiful big graces with it yet, that's okay. That uh, that's very common, and and what at the end of the day you can say is that I brought glory to God. I I brought um, myself one step closer to Mary. Mary is smiling down on me today for um, wanting to connect with her and wanting to um, be in relationship with her son. Yeah, Adam, I, I relate a lot to you because I have also had a frustrating relationship with this prayer in past. Um, I remember like my freshman or sophomore year, I'd be like, you know, why would I say the rosary when I could just go straight to like, why would, why would I do that when I could go to the chapel and just pray with Jesus? Like, why, why go around? Like, why don't, why don't I just take the straight road? And the more time that I've spent with the rosary, what you said is exactly right. The more beauty and the more depth that's revealed to me. And there's two things that were really striking to me. First was your emphasis on that the words are important. And if you go to the catechism, they do have beautiful explanations. And I actually just did a study last year uh, with my men's group on the Our Father. It's moving. It's inspiring. You'll never look at the prayer again the same way. So definitely recommend reading that. But even more so, the words are important, yet that repetition that we speak of, and to me, that was the frustrating thing. Why am I saying these all over again? Like, man, can I just get to the end? Oh my goodness, I have two more decades to go. Are you kidding me? I feel like I've been doing this for an hour. Um, but learning that repetition and letting go of the pure focus on saying every word and allowing yourself to enter into meditation of those mysteries has been the most beautiful thing to me. And it reminds me a lot of what you, something you said about Brian earlier and about how the rosary has accompanied him through various points in his life and been a light to him and led him closer to Christ. And I would say that the mysteries in the meditation on the mysteries is the number one way of actually doing that. We think of, you know, why were we given the rose, the rosaries mysteries? And then we actually go piece by piece you know, the joyful, the glorious, the sorrow for all these things. And all it is, is a meditation on the life of Jesus and the life of Mary and the relationship between the two of them. And that we go through huge differences of emotion in our life. Um, why do we have glorious and sorrowful and joyful mysteries? You know, like we, we have different seasons of life. Um, and I, th I think that a lot of ways um, this is, this is something that people fail to identify, uh, early on in, a, in like, especially people who are kind of testing the waters of different religions and faiths. And they're like, they don't really gauge, um, the, the importance of, 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 of a religion that can explain sorrow and suffering and the cross. And this is something that our faith does so wonderfully. Um, and I think that, like you said, praying something like the sorrowful mysteries can bring out in your life that you didn't even know was there. And 
yeah. So for different seasons of life, there's different, different seasons of mysteries, you could say. Um, and, and that's why like, yeah, we have different days that you're supposed to pray certain mysteries on. Um, but if you're having a really good day and it's Friday, it's not a, it's not a sin to pray the the glorious mysteries if you're having a really bad day on a monday or you know like you could pray the sorrowful mysteries and be like i need to i need to be reminded of the sorrow that my lord went through for me and the sorrows that our our lady walked with our lord as he went to his death you know and and just meditating on on these mysteries it's like this was a gift that Mary gave to St. Dominic. Uh, for what purpose other than to, um, to help us with our emotions, with our, our seasons of life, with our struggles and with our joys and with, our, with everything that life, the ups and downs, the highs and the lows, you know, um, and making sense of it, um, having time to reflect on it, and ultimately to give it back, to offer it back up, uh, for the glory of God. And I think it's so fitting. And I was just thinking about this now as you're talking and it's just kind of leading me into my own reflection on the rosary. It's so fitting that the rosary fits in our pocket and is set with our hand. It, it, it's truly a companion for us and it walks alongside us within the highs and the lows of life. I, I've always had a personal connection to the sorrowful mysteries. Yep. You got yours there. Yeah. It's always on me. Hold on. Oh no. I left mine outside the, the recording area. On a I, recording uh, of the Rosary podcast. <laughs> I, cha- I changed pants right before this. I knew I shouldn't have. <laughs> I, I had my Rosary. I even was excited to show you it because it was a cool one. Um, but either way, it is such a fitting place for it to go. I'm just walking alongside us the highs and the lows. And again, I've always had a personal devotion to the Sorrowful Mysteries. And that's always been a light for me of, you know, I'm really struggling today. How am I supposed to enter into this? And you go and you can meditate on Jesus is suffering. You can meditate on not only his emotions and how he did that, but again, as we're doing this devotion to Mary, the emotions of Mary, what she might've felt, what it looked like through her eyes. And it's just incredible. The more and more that you go through these mysteries, the more and more you pick apart all the different characters that are actually taking place. It's not just what is Jesus doing or what is Mary doing? It's okay. What was Joseph thinking in this situation? And it just continuously leads you into deeper and more profound understanding of the life and death and resurrection of Jesus. Yeah, that's, that's beautiful. Um, one thing that I like to do um, sometimes, and this kind of reminds me is I'll pick a random person from the scene that we're in. Uh, like, like if we're doing the luminous mysteries and it's the transfiguration, I'll be like James, mm-hmm. I'll be like not Peter, not John, but I'll be James. And it's like, I'm going to pretend for this, next 10 mission or 10 hell marys uh for this mystery that i'm saint james what was saint james thinking from his eyes or simon of cyrene in the fourth mystery of the sorrowful mysteries like he was carrying jesus's cross what is what is possibly going through simon's head you know or mm-hmm. one of my favorites one of my ultimate favorites is uh jesus uh in finding a jesus in the temple the fifth mystery of the joyful mysteries i'm like I'm one of the preachers, one of like the Pharisees or Sadducees in the temple listening to this 12-year-old just spit mad, mad game 
like this awesome, beautiful truth of, of the gospel. Um, I guess it wouldn't be the gospel then it was, it was the Jews. So it was probably the Torah, but you know, um, and just what would they pot, what would be going through their heads, you know, and just kind of a side note, but yeah, the, it's, it's such a cool, cool prayer. Uh, and it really does get deeper every time, every time you uh, pray it um, and be patient with it. Really try to try to try to pray it. And if it's frustrating you, it's okay to put it down. Pray, pray um, one decade today and uh, try again tomorrow, you know. That gives me major Lexio Divina vibes. Um, that's like one of my favorite forms of prayer. And so the way that you're speaking about how you pray the rosary connects very strongly with me because that's ex- exactly how I do it as well. So it's kind of funny to see the similarities there within that. Um, and kind of going even into more of the power of the rosary. You know, we talk about how this is such a great tool for us and it can be so empowering for us to actually have this on our side and say it daily and how it can get us through these trials. But something that I've often heard and I've often read is that when people are referring to the rosary, they refer to it as a weapon, which is a very interesting way of phrasing, you know, a description of, you know, what is it? 55 or probably 60 beads, whatever it may be. You know, I wanted to ask you, you know, why do you think that that is such a fitting description for the rosary? I think the short answer is that Mary crushes the head of the serpent. Um, He will strike at your heel, but you will step on his head. You will crush his head. And, and Mary, Mary is the best tool or weapon that we have to fight evil, to fend off the powers of hell. Um, And it is, it is certainly a weapon um, actually, Mick just wrote a blog article on, and he titled it "The Weapon of Mass Restoration." Uh, it's on our Facebook page, and it's actually on SheenRosaries.com um, under our blog section. And yeah, it is a it is a weapon um, to to restore humanity, to restore what has been lost, what has been tainted with the stains of evil and sin. Um, and to uh, bring about Easter, you know, to bring about a resurrection, to bring good out of uh, that which has that which has been unfortunately lost to the powers of evil, um, and it has been given to us to pray, um, and it it is no it is not like it's not a it's not a joking matter. I guess it's a very serious. Uh, serious tool that we can use uh in order to combat um this the powers of evil and there are not just like it's not just the rosary that you could pray on it you could pray the divine mercy chaplet um this is a a prayer that if you're not familiar with um the intention is for the divine mercy and for the holy souls in purgatory um these are souls that still have a bit of cleansing to do, we'll say. Um, I still have to shake some of the, some of the evil and the sin that they've done off. But they're eventually going to heaven. And how we on earth can be praying for them and helping, helping, just very directly fight that evil to uh, combat it, if you will, is with a rosary um, that you could pray the Divine Mercy Chaplet on. 
actually takes half the time of a full rosary. It's quicker. And, uh, you know, you're doing something right. Um, even if you just help one soul, one soul in purgatory, uh, to attain eternal life. Something that I'm thinking of right now with, in regards to, you know, the rosary being a weapon is in all the times, you know, you hear like war stories or you even just hear true stories that have happened in the past of people's devotion to Mary, or when there's just a dire need in the world or in a family, whatever it may be. One of the first reactions of everyone is let's say rosary for them or I'll, I'll offer a rosary up for you. Or, you know, if like, you know, we're going into a battle, many people have always kind of said, like you see in the movies, you see just in friendships, you know, they pray to Our Lady for deliverance, mm-hmm. for protection. And that's one of the just unique things that I think really comes out within the rosary, especially when we talk about it as a weapon. And I, I loved what you said about how the easy answer is the image of Mary crushing the serpent's head. Just simple, but so powerful and it holds all the weight we need to know that this is truly a weapon to be reckoned with. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. How many times I've uh, offered up a rosary for even um, a sick friend or, or, you know, uh, a person who got a bad grade on a test or, you know, like there's, there's so much um, there's so many opportunities to pray it. Um, There's one, one, one thing that we'll never probably run out of on this earth is opportunities to have something to pray for. Um, and yeah, there's no, there's really no more straightforward, um, or better, uh, way to pray. Um, and, and know that that prayer is going to be, going to be taken care of, going to go to something. Um, Mm -hmm. and Mary is going to be, uh, be there to help, uh, deliver that prayer um and help answer it and i found too in very overwhelming situations where sometimes you're too overwhelmed to really even come up with true words of prayer and it might be hard to actually enter into contemplative and true meditative prayer independently through your own words and your own um inclinations but we can really lean on the rosary in those situations where we are overwhelmed with emotions or just doubt or fear and we don't know what to say, we can go to the rosary and we have the script already. We don't have to think about what words to say. We don't have to think whether or not what we're saying is perfect or it's correct. It can really be the training wheels almost to a true deep and meditative relationship with Christ in prayer. And so it's such a good stepping stone for someone who's saying right now, you know, Adam, I want to have a close relationship with God. I just don't really know how to pray. Can you teach me how to pray? I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think one of your first directions would be pointing them to the rosary and say, start here, do I, the mysteries, do the meditations, you'll discover prayer and prayer will become a fruit of that relationship with Mary. I would direct them to the rosary. You're right, Michael. Um, and this actually kind of leads into a different um, way that Venerable Fulton Sheen was uh, so um, another one of his quotes about the rosary. So, so dedicated and, uh, so devoted to it, he he compared the rosary uh, an analogously to um, the runway uh, before takeoff on an airplane. Um, it really it really does get your prayer um, straightened out and paved the way for for liftoff um, to lift you to higher heights of uh, contemplative contemplative prayer and uh, to uh, a state where where you can 
really just just dwell on the goodness and the the holiness of of our lord and our blessed mother um so yeah you can think of it as like a runway uh, for an airplane that's about to take off yeah that's that's a really incredible image and hopefully you know through bishop sheen roses we'll have uh, as you said a million runways in the near near future well, we hope <laughs> that that's the goal um you know, for those though, again, before we kind of close out here, I did want to talk a little bit more about the rosaries in specific. You know, I don't actually have one in my hand, but I've seen them. I'm familiar with them. I've touched them. I know I've had them through John Rahimi. I've seen them through Mick and I've seen them through you. So it's, yeah. it seems wrong that I actually don't have one at this point. And so I need to actually change that. But really, hey, we'll send one to you. Oh man. Perfect. <laughs> that, that, those Catholic connections really paying off. But I know that your guys' rosaries are unique. And I know that they're different from many rosaries out there that I have seen from my own experience. So really what makes your rosary different than those out there? You know, why should we be looking at Bishop Sheen rosaries? Why should we pay, be paying attention to them? Yeah, that's a great, uh, great question, Michael. Um, so each one does have a, a story um, that either inspired it or that kind of goes along with it. Um, and the, uh, five or six that we have running right now are our current line of products, if you will, um, are available on our website and they all have a different story, like I said. Um, but the thing about our rosaries are that you literally can take them anywhere. Like, like Michael and I were talking about earlier, they can, it's a thing that I bring to work every day. It's in my pocket. Um, and it is, if you, if you are able to watch on camera, um, we use gun metal beads, um, and we use paracord and some really heavy duty, um, materials. And the good thing about them is that even though they're so durable and they come with a lifetime warranty, you could stretch them. They're not going to break. They go, um, they go with you anywhere. And we, we guarantee that they're not gonna they're not gonna break. They are like we're talking about your weapon. This is not something that I don't know if you guys ever had those little plastic ones uh, that they gave away in like second grade. Um, it's not gonna it's not like that at all. This is this is like some some for some heavy duty prayer. Um, but like they're 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 really um, designed for a person who is is going to try to take their Marian devotion seriously and take their rosary with them on the go. Uh, they're great for being outdoors. I know our buddy, John, who's been on the catches podcast has brought them on really crazy hikes, um, taking pictures with them on the side of mountains. They can go underwater. Like these things they're made for, they're made for life. Um, they're, they're definitely durable and they got the lifetime warranty this, this one that I was showing you is called the Padre. It's one of my favorites. It's got two tones. It's got silver and, and like, um, a dark Chrome color. Um, we've got one that's got a beautiful blue cord with a crown, uh, or with the nails as a crucifix. And then we've got one with, uh, the crown of thorns as the crucifix with, uh, brown beads and, uh, a couple others. I just encourage you to check out um, good variety. And it's really, uh, if you need a good rosary, or you know, someone that needs a good rosary. I, I personally think that 
I'm a little biased, but they're the best, the best rosary out there that you could get. I will say guys, they have my full approval. Um, they are catch certified, nice rosaries. I am a very active person and I think I've broke maybe three rosaries in the last three years, which is very frustrating because I always like really like to carry a nice one around and then they break and then I'm mad at myself for carrying it around with me everywhere I go. And I will say from what I've seen with these rosaries, they are pretty much indestructible. You could do just about anything with them. You could mountain climb with them. You could hang from a tree with them. Anything you really want, there's no snap in them. So I, I really do think they are one of the nicest rosaries out there right now on the market. So I would definitely recommend that everyone checks it out and please support them. They have a great cause. It's durable. I know a portion of their profits actually go to a charity. Um, and Adam, yes. would you want to talk about that really quick before we end? Yeah, uh, just real briefly, because I've never um, been to uh, Uganda, uh, but Brian did do mission in Uganda um, and worked with a school there in a uh, Catholic church. And uh, actually, it was really cool to see at his wedding, some of the Ugandans uh, flew out to to Brian's wedding to see him and Francesca get married. And they did an awesome dance on the dance floor. They got the whole bridal party out there. We were doing a traditional Ugandan dance. Um, it was a lot of fun. But uh, Brian has a connection to uh, this this church and, and, and this school. And every rosary we sell um, actually supports a child with two weeks of food um, in this village. Um, also something we have a blog post on on our website, uh, Brian's brian's work over there and his visit um and yeah so our rosaries are are going to work as well um we definitely are are trying to give back and in you know trying to uh do our part to make every every bit of this world a better place yeah i I love to hear it you guys are doing incredible things over there so everyone i do hope that you guys will give them a check out buy a rosary support the mission uh Again, you won't regret it. You're going to love that rosary. Uh, there's not a single one that I've seen on the website that I wouldn't personally want and I wouldn't personally use. So definitely make sure to spend some time on their website, checking out not only their rosaries, but also their blog posts. I know that they're putting a lot of hard work working over there. Yep. Sheenrosaries.com. And uh, be on the lookout for possibly um, some short form videos coming out from us too. Um we, we are trying to expand a little bit into the online videos as well um, with just a little bit more of those uh, how to pray the rosary, why to pray the rosary, um, rosary all-stars, you know, all sorts of good, um, good little bits on, on the rosary itself to help you out with your Marian devotion. Yeah, that, that's incredible. Yeah, and everyone, just so you know, the link to their website specifically will be in the description of this podcast. So if you are interested, make sure to check that out below, as well as we will definitely be tagging them within social media. So you'll be able to access their account from that. But Adam, you know, this is truly an honor. As I said earlier, it's full circle. This is a very inspiring and convicting conversation for me to be a part of. It's very incredible to be a friend and actually view the growth in you and see the development in you able to see that throughout the company as well. So to you guys, I wish the best. You guys will definitely be in my prayers as well as the prayers of everyone here at the catch. Cause instead of praying for me this week, everyone, please pray for Bishop Sheen Rosaries, pray for Adam, Mick and Brian, their personal intentions, as well as the intentions of the company. That would be much appreciated. Yes. Thank you so much. And we are, we are 
you know, we'll be praying right back for the catch and everything that you guys are doing as well. Well, we have, we appreciate that. We need them. You know, I'll, ne- I'll never turn down prayers. That's for sure. Um, but everyone, that's all we have for you today. So thank you for tuning in. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, feel free to reach out to me via email at thecatchcc at gmail.com. But until next time, we'll see you guys later. Have a good rest of your week. Adios. Thanks, guys.